The Havrusa, featuring Rabbi Avraham Kibalevich and Rabbi Kalman Warch, directed by Jeff Osias. From Chicago, this is The Chavrusa. I'm Rabbi Avram Kivalevich. And I'm Rabbi Kalman Warch. Tonight we want to speak about Hanukkah. Now, Hanukkah is a holiday, a yontif. Perhaps that's a misnomer, because if you take a look at the Jewish traditions, if you look in the Shulchan Aruch, if you look in the sources that tell us about Hanukkah, it is eight days that indeed do have a mitzvah to perform, the mitzvah, of course, of lighting the Hanukkah or lighting the menorah, but it probably is not qualify as a yontif. As a matter of fact, it could probably be compared better to something like Rosh Chodesh, I would think, where it's just a regular day with, you know, some extra davening and some happiness. Whereas Rosh Chodesh at least has the advantage of being mentioned in the Torah. We know the Hanukkah was something that the rabbis adapted after the great miracle of uh, conquering the Syrian Greeks. Well, not actually conquering, but at least winning that battle. Reestablishing, well, conquering for that time and reestablishing a Jewish presence in Israel. And, of course, the miracle of the Pachashemen, of the oil that was able to last eight days for the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash. Uh, I think that when we speak about Hanukkah and we see the Jewish sources and we see that this is a, a day that has a mitzvah to do, but what is the essential nature and character of Hanukkah? When we look at the way Hanukkah is perceived in the greater Gentile culture, or even among Jews who don't have their religious bearings, we can see that for a while Hanukkah was very prominent. It was perhaps the Jewish holiday. And I guess we'd have to say, Kalman, that was probably at a period where Jews needed to have their holiday in answer to Christmas. I'll tell you the truth. that um, I think the reason why they, it's seen so well among Gentiles is because it's the one they can mostly relate to. It's a simple story. The customs aren't that complicated. You know, you're lighting a candle, and uh, Which comes, really, it doesn't complicate things. It comes uh, amazingly close to their celebration in terms of outward appearance. And the fact that they're at the same time just adds to the... Um, easiness to the to the acceptance of this Jewish holiday in the world. I think we've seen a change, I know in my lifetime we have, to the importance that the Gentile and the Jewish world uh, has given to Hanukkah. I think that they have come to understand, I think we all have, that Hanukkah is a minor holiday. It is very significant and should be stressed, but I don't think it has the role that it once had. It's not the Jewish holiday. I think most people know that if they would have to think of a major holiday, it would probably either be uh, Pesach or Yom Kippur. Those would probably be the two major uh, days in the Gentile and in, in the Jewish world. Are you saying that at one point Hanukkah was as significant in people's eyes as Yom Kippur or Passover? I think that among Jews of an assimilated uh, culture who were trying to present a face towards the Gentiles, they pushed Hanukkah forward. And maybe for the reasons you said, maybe because Hanukkah can easily be appreciated as a uh, a holiday of liberty, which is an ideal which goes hand in hand with being in America. I, I think that's ended. I think that Hanukkah no longer needs to be uh, put on a pedestal. But I think we probably have to examine what Hanukkah should be. You know, it's interesting if you go to Eretz Yisrael, uh, and I was in Eretz Yisrael two years ago, and I landed uh, December 24th. On December 25th, and I don't believe it was Hanukkah then, I think Hanukkah had, had come a little bit earlier, but there was no sense whatsoever of uh, 
the Gentile holiday. No sense of Christmas at all. Well, I'm, I've spoken to Israeli kids who don't know who Santa Claus is. I mean, they they have never they sometimes do not meet a Christian. And as much as we know, Israel is full of Christians. Uh, the Jews there, the children aren't necessarily exposed to walking past houses with Christmas lights, which when they come to America, it, it's very fascinating to them. And that's exactly my point, Kalman, that in Eretz Yisrael, they have come up with a identity for Hanukkah. And you can't say that it's only a knockoff for Christmas, because in Eretz Yisrael, Christmas hardly occupies a place, other than, of course, there is the in Bethlehem, and there are uh, a great number of Christians who do live in Israel. But, but still, Hanukkah, the, Israel and Jerusalem, they had the celebration of lights, and they made a large mention of the fact, that because this was done near the Russian Orthodox Church, which... Um, had its part in the celebration. Israel has done a good job diplomatically uh, soothing and showing that they're inclusive to Christmas. But what I'm really zeroing in on, Kalman, is their re-identification of Hanukkah. They have, uh, they have given it a life which is totally independent of Christmas. And again, part of it, I think, was probably be connecting Hanukkah to where they are, which is uh, a independent state trying to establish itself among enemies. And there are a lot of beautiful customs that have arisen in Eretz Yisrael that I think we could probably learn from in adapting it for ourselves yeah, but again, here. America doesn't look at um, uh, Hanukkah in the same way. I mean, we, we don't look at it as based on um, celebration of miracles and lights and freedom, but we look at it more as a time of giving gifts, which I think is entirely Christian. I mean, Purim is the day when we go and give part part of um, what we have to other people, to poor people. We give Mishloach Manot, we give Matanot Levionim, but um, g- giving gifts on Hanukkah is basically because uh, um, we Jews who live in America have gone along with the times when they have sales, where um, everything's cheap, and you can buy toys cheap, and you go out and you buy gifts, and it's gone so far to become a custom. Well, It's I, entirely a Christian custom. Kalman, I believe that Hanukkah has suffered historically for not having uh, a nature. And if it's true, that our society has picked up this custom of gift-giving and connected to the Hanukkah, I don't know if that's so bad. In fact, doing a little research about Hanukkah through the generations, you find that it is practiced as a community holiday. You find in the sources that talk about life in North Africa and other Sephardic communities that great feasts were given. In fact, there's descriptions of young men who would go out to the rich people's homes and sing at their doors in order for them to contribute to a great meal for the poor. That has a little bit of a familiar tone, doesn't it? Caroling almost. And and you see that through the generations, Hanukkah, which the rabbis left perhaps specifically vague, other than the mitzvah of Neros, they've left it vague enough for people to have their parties, have their Sudot, we know the Marami Rutenberg spoke about in Germany of 700 years ago that the large number of parties that came together, people came together. I don't know. You, uh, you yourself said how in Israel they have found a different way of um, conforming with Hanukkah through the miracles, through freedom, through the enlightenment of getting closer to Hashem, which I don't know if they focus that much on that in Israel, but that's what we should be doing. People, I, I, I just want to say this. Um, people out there who are listening... If they think about this for a second, 
people giving other people gifts. Now, forget about children. But an adult giving another adult gifts, and then the other adult returns a gift. It's entirely shali shalach shalach shali, quoting from the Mishnah. People start to look for things to give away as gifts. I can get away with giving that person this gift. I can get away with giving this person that gift. I mean, people give these balls of um of, of snow, which when you shake, you know, the uh, powder comes up and it's got a little dreidel inside. I mean, that's entirely Christian. It's the commemoration of St. Nicholas who stole from the rich and gave to the poor. I mean, as a child, I knew the Hanukkah man who would go give gifts. He was um, in the family. And what about that song, um, um, uh, uh, the Hanukkah song, which mentions that the reason why Hanukkah is better than Christmas is because you only get gifts one day and we get gifts for eight crazy nights. C- common your rant, I think, uh, proves that perhaps things have gone out of control. But again, like many things in our culture, we shouldn't necessarily throw out the baby with the bathwater. I think that Hanukkah has been left vague. And I think that the idea of thinking about someone else, bonding with them, as I told you about the customs in North Africa of bringing people together, having meals, giving to the poor. I agree with you and when it comes second, to the on, meals. Me, and the, but and get people giving gifts to each other. The exchanging of gifts isn't in itself a Christian or an act of Avodah Zarah. You're right. We should not adapt Hanukkah bush and we shouldn't bring things in which are the symbol of the Gentile religion. But if it happens that... This gift-giving, whether it arose among the Gentiles or not, or whether it was part of some sort of great pagan understanding that uh, since the solstice has occurred and now it's perhaps time uh, to give gifts to warm people up, it can be used in a very positive way. And it could be, yes, I gave you the safer you wanted. I gave you something which I've thought about you. I know what you like. But again, you're talking about heartfelt gifts. I'm sorry to say, but Today's generation, people don't give heartfelt gifts. People feel they need to give gifts and they just give what they can to get away with it. I'm definitely against the Jewish version of the stocking stuff or let's say the Hanukkah tchotchkeluch. But when a gift is given with understanding, when you're actually reaching out to a friend, again, it might be something adapted from Christianity, more suitable for Purim. I don't think it needs to be commented negatively on for Hanukkah. It's, it reaches a point that your a family doesn't have the money to spend. They shouldn't use this as part of their expense account. I don't think it bothers me as much until it becomes the main point of Hanukkah, which is what I'm really worried about. People are using um, Hanukkah as the time for gift-giving, and they miss everything else. Kalman, Judaism, uh, especially when it comes to Hanukkah, is not in stasis. I believe that if we don't surrender ourselves over to the Christian ideals, we could perhaps take this and use it in a positive way. Uh, speaking about surrendering ourselves, I think we have to surrender our airtime here to our sponsors, who I think have some wonderful messages, and we'll be going weiter after them.
We're back. Um, we're discussing um, giving gifts on Hanukkah. And I think as much as people might argue against giving gifts, other people would say that we still need to advocate the giving of money as presents. In other words, let's keep that separate from the whole idea of giving gifts. But I actually think that even giving money as gifts is, um, if not stupid, at least unnecessary. A common are you the no fun Hanukkah guy now? I mean, I you're, even against, no fun. you're even against giving Hanukkah guilt? Well, I don't know if I'm against having fun on Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah is definitely a time for children. You know, how but else are you going to get the kids into it unless you give them something? There are other things to get children into it. I think if we play games, you can make them educational, you can make them fun. Um, we can um, practice hiding from the Greeks. We can um, play a Jewish trivia game and the child gets rewarded for that. I think even that would fit in. But just giving gifts and children should feel like it's uh, they get birthday gifts, they get Hanukkah gifts. I mean, gifts should be something you get as an accomplishment, well, not first, as a time. First of all, let me deal with what you said about playing with children. Now, the 21st century child, uh, no matter what sort of home he comes from, is going to have a hard time getting into it in the way you said. I know you've had vast experience, your oldest child being a year and a half, where kids can be interested in a, in a, in a cardboard box. But kids today need to have something in the here and now. And if you're not going to give them the guilt to play with as part of their dreidel game, I'm not sure if it's uh, going to last. I don't, I don't know. When it comes to the Pesach, say the children seem to be interested, at least until the point they fall asleep. I don't think we need to um, insult children that much to say that they're these greedy creatures that we can only get involved in the holiday by Feeding them gifts? I think it's a combination, the money and the game. The Rambam knew this when he spoke about getting children into learning. Money speaks. I have to tell you, Colin. Again, though. as a reward and as for an accomplishment. I think that the fact that children realize that they don't just get, they need to deserve and to work for something might be the best lesson for Hanukkah. I don't think we should use Hanukkah as another time that a kid has to earn his stripes. But I'll tell you, in terms of Hanukkah guilt, although it is a venerated tradition, <clears throat> and we'll talk about perhaps where the sources come from, I don't know if it plays as powerful today when kids yet generally do get an allowance, when kids are used to having money either through babysitting jobs or through some other way their parents give them. When you speak to Europeans, as I have, about Hanukkah guilt, this was perhaps the only money that they had the whole year. And therefore, these coins <clears throat> were very special. Hanukkah gelt might be passé today, and I think perhaps should be replaced if we're trying to keep that tradition with gifts that the child can enjoy. Now, I, I, are you, I think even – are you saying that we shouldn't even give gifts that the child would be use, use as an educational tool? Common as usual. Parents have a responsibility whenever they give a gift to see it as part of the development and growth of the child. Obviously, just to – help the kid out and give him his fondest wish is not educationally sound. It should be something... But that's what Hanukkah is about. People ask the child, what would you like? This is the one time of the year when you get to choose what you want. Um, besides for your birthday and for Purim and for... I mean, common, what's not the, the reason it's, it's, common, to give not, gifts it's, it's, on common, Hanukkah? It's not the way that I would run things. But I think if it's done, I don't think that we have to go out and so Let me ask it. you, where in Hanukkah, in the whole story of Hanukkah, in the halachic part, anywhere, does it fit in that now that we're celebrating the miracle, we should give the children presents? 
Kalman, I don't know if it's part of the story. I just don't know if it should be denigrated. I think it's the, so type, of thing, sh- it's the type of thing that, if done right, can shore up the connection between parents and children. But wh- and they that can could enjoy be done their... any time. Why is there an obligation no, that Han- parents feel? There's, Hanukkah is a time to create warmth, create good feeling in order for the kids to take it as something real. There's so many other things that are taking the kids' minds away from standing with the family and lighting the Hanukkah, lighting the menorah. Are we saying that because our children have no attention span when it comes to Judaism that we need to embate them in order to get them to go along with our holiday? Common, I mean, as, usual, that's, that's... common as usual, you're overstating the points that I'm making. I, I what think I'm it's saying just is a way to stress that no parent should feel obligated to give gifts. Um, Hanukkah is not about gifts. If you would like to give gifts, give gifts. No, but what but you're doing, let's throw it out doing, as the custom. But what you're doing, I'm not saying we should obligate parents to give gifts. But, but what they you're are doing, obligated. But what you're doing is making the parents who do give gifts feel guilty as if they're doing something wrong. They are doing something wrong. Uh, you know what? This reminds me of an, something that I read many years ago, perhaps before I went into the areas of Jewish history and teaching. It actually comes from something I read when I was about eight years old from Olamenu Magazine, a very fine uh, publication. And it's from what was, what was then a regular feature and looked forward to, a feature called Mendel the Mouse. And I'm which, sure there's... Which on his own was quite controversial. Yeah, okay. And perhaps we'll do another show about that. This would probably be a good time to remind our listeners that they can email us at thechavrusa at net, where you can suggest any sort of topics that you want to hear about. Including or... this Mendel the Mouse, a.k.a. slash Mickey Mouse. Anyway. The article, or the feature, had Mendel dealing with his friend Herbie, who was a obviously not as religious as Mendel was. And Herbie, of course, was telling Mendel that he was getting a present every night. And he was sort of flaunting the fact that Mendel was only getting 73 cents in precious Hanukkah guilt. So Mendel, of course, goes to his all-wise mother. And his mother says to him that with Yiddishkeit is observing what they think makes them Jews in the eyes of their Gentile friends who celebrate their festival by giving presents. So to keep their children from being outdone, these Jewish parents buy their children eight gifts, not one. We Jews must learn Torah and live like Maccabees, who do what they're taught, not imitate what they see. Instead of learning from them, we must do the teaching by setting an example for those who will be reaching. I I think that's perfect. I mean, I think that's exactly the point here, that it's... Um, an incorporation of Christian ideals. Common, I, I, I tell you, when I read it then, it didn't sit well with me. And rereading it now doesn't sit well with me. Okay, Herbie and his family have been influenced by the Gentiles. However, that doesn't mean that this is what Hanukkah is about. But that's what they've made it about. They, that's no, what one second. feel it's all I'm about. I'm talking about what Ruth Finkelstein is saying, that the way we should really celebrate Hanukkah is to teach all our non-religious friends that they have adapted Gentile customs. Exactly. Because those Gentile customs are the Greek philosophy of that's today. That's really what um, Hanukkah is about, is the not incorporating and not assimilating Christian ideals. There's a difference between assimilating and weakening 
or taking it and uplifting it. I think that if we can take an idea, whether it comes from Christianity or not, it's not a chefza, it's not an aspect of Avodah in itself. It's something perhaps they established and they did. If we can take that positive and turn it into something Torahic, turn it into something instructive, turn it into something that can bond people together in a time they needed to be bond, to, to stitch families together in a better way, then why not? Maybe that's what the Hanukkah is about. Families don't need stitching together yes, through the giving do. of gifts. Calvin, not families the... desperately need stitching together But today. not through the giving of gifts. Why not? A uh, giving because... of gift, if it's done right, shows love and concern and care. Sonim Atonis Yichia, the Pasuk says, because by taking a gift, you connect to someone's life. I'm truly saddened if that's the only way that we can connect to our children. It's not the only way, but to stamp it out and to see it as Greek his Yavnut, as Hellenism, I think is totally wrong. We can, if it's the minig of your family, fine. If it's not the minig of your family, perhaps it can be used. Perhaps that is what Hanukkah is. The Nitzachon of the Klau Yisrael was not turning back the clock. It was being able to take whatever was positive and to uplift it and change it and turn it into something holy. Judaism has always developed through the years, and it's possible, and I think Rav Kook Zatzal made this point, that the great Torah explosion that occurred after the Nase of Hanukkah might have been the absorbing of the Chachma, of the Greek mind, and distilling it into Torah. In the same way, we can take what surrounds us and make it something positive. Yeah, and that would be teaching our children greed and... and um wanting of gifts and all kinds of... As usual, Kalman, it depends on how it's done. But if we turn to our kids and we show them that I heard that comment that you made, I want to reach out to you, I'm with you, I can understand what you want, and this can satisfy what you want in a positive way, that, I think that would be good. Then let's stick with coins. Coins are different. They have a different message. Why don't we do that? You know, come, there might be something to what you're saying. I just don't know if coins has that power anymore to do it. You know, just I, I should go at, before we close for tonight, I do want to mention an interesting theory about coins that was developed by, I think, Bernard Honig about 20-something years ago, where he points out that Hanukkah was the time that the Jewish people were given their first permission to mint coins. That when they had their own government, they were able to mint coins to show their independence, which I think is a very interesting take on Hanukkah guilt. Uh, uh, Rabbi Avram, I think that's garbage. I don't think that the um, invention of the whole idea of Hanukkah guilt came from some um, rights that the Greeks gave us to mint coins. Okay, it's an interesting theory, whether, but I just don't think it's true. Whether it did it or not, I think that's something which perhaps can be told children. Although I do think that coins have a, a highly Kabbalistic value when it comes to um, handling of uh, gold and silver, each representing different nations and things like that. Uh, and I think I, that would be a good reason to, to deal with coins. But again, small coins during dreidel play. I don't think we need to give our cho- children um, um, certain silver dollars valued at $150 as a present, which they can then cash in. The, the I mean, history of coins and its role as currency and in indicating, uh, I think, is, an, is something fascinating historically, which I think the children could use to get into Hanukkah more in terms of giving Hanukkah gifts. Well, that's about all we have for tonight. Uh, he is Rabbi Kalman Warch. I'm Chavrusa, Rabbi Avram Kivilevich. And uh, Kalman, stick around because there's a very hot dreidel game in the back room. Well, we'll see who plays better. 
The Chavrusa features Rabbi Avram Kivalevich and Rabbi Kalman Warch and is directed by Jeff Osias.